Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at robertsrobinson.com. I'm really excited about our guest later in the podcast as we're going to announce our military charity this holiday season that we hope many of you will get involved with and maybe make a donation or volunteer or contribute in some way. It's called Operation Homefront. They're online at operationhomefront.org. A.J. Kahn will be with us in just a little bit to discuss what they do here in our area and nationwide. This is a nationwide military charity that has uh, people right here in the Kansas City area working around our military bases with active military personnel, not just around the holidays. This is year-round. Operation Homefront is awesome. So we're looking forward to chatting with A.J. about that, and we hope that you will find it in your heart this holiday season to take part in some of the things that we're going to be doing here at KKHI with Operation home fronts. We look forward to that. AJ is a good dude. I've known him for many years, not great friends, but we've known each other uh, for quite a while. And I just recently got reconnected with him and understand the great work that he's doing at Operation Homefront. And I said, man, I got to put you on the podcast and we got to get behind this because the listeners at KKHI are going to love this charity. They're going to love this. And if you're looking for some way to spend some charity dollars before the end of the year for tax purposes or If you're just like me, you get pretty giving around the holiday season, and with military charities, this one's right in our sweet spot. So we will uh, be doing that shortly as AJ will join us. We've got a lot to talk about before we get to AJ, though. There's just so much going on, which is surprising. It had been fairly quiet for a couple of days, and sometimes December is a quiet month in news and in sports, but that is not the case. And I'm going to start with sports today because I'm, I'm an opinionated guy, and I have steadfastly defended Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri, the head coach, for quite some time because I like his personality. I like his style. I, like, I think he's funny. I think, he's, I think he says things. I love people in sports who say things that are unafraid. But this time he has missed the mark. He has missed the mark in a long, long, by a long way. And I think the issue on this for me with Eli Drinkwitz and the University of Missouri is they just keep chirping about this. And really, they ought to shut up and move on. If Missouri doesn't want to play Kansas in a bowl game, shut up and move on. Go play Wake Forest in the Gasparilla. Do whatever it is that you think you've got to do for your school. Don't try to defend it. Don't take shots at Kansas. Look, I'm not in the business of defending the University of Kansas, but since Missouri left, I've I've been... Steadfast in this. This was Missouri's decision. They pissed and moaned for years that Kansas wouldn't play them. And I always responded by saying Kansas was on your schedule every year, twice in basketball, sometimes three times in basketball, every year in football. They were on your schedule and you quit the series. Missouri quit. All right, so that's faded over the last few years. It's kind of gone away. Missouri does its own thing. They're off to the SEC. KU's in the Big 12. Nothing changes other than the fact that they don't play, Missouri just whines and cries and pisses and moans. Kansas won't play us. Please come play us. Kansas, please play us. And I'll be damned if Kansas doesn't cave. They cave and they're playing them six times in basketball. Now they beat them by 40 last year. Almost 40. I'm sorry, Missouri. It wasn't 40. They play again this week, and this should be the story this week. The story this week should be KU and MU are playing basketball. In Columbia on Saturday, they put a really sweet tweet out on Twitter of Norm Stewart sitting at midcourt, and he's got his little driver's cap on, and I just think the world of Norm Stewart. Consider him a friend. 
outstanding coach, great man, Mizzou through and through. He does this great thing on Twitter, and it should have been, I was going to play it. I recorded it. I'm, I'm going to play this on the podcast. Sorry, Norm. Had to kick you to the curb because Eli Drinkwitz went on Twitter and he made a video and now nobody's talking about Norm Stewart's video. And the spotlight is off the game on Saturday because Eli Drinkwitz, for some unbeknownst reason to me, had to go on Twitter after the bull selection is done and Missouri has copped its way out and decided not to play Kansas, whether it's because they want their fans to be able to go to Tampa instead of Memphis or there's more money in this. Most people believe it has to do with protecting ticket prices in 2025 when Kansas will play football in Columbia. This is the problem. This is the mistake Kansas made. You made a deal with these people, okay? After they they crapped on the Big 12, they crapped on you, they crapped on the Big 12, they left, and Bill Self stood strong for many years. I was like, we're not playing them. We're not playing them. What Bill Self says matters at Kansas. We're not playing them. They left. We're not playing them. Then he caves. Then football caves. Then everybody caves. And now what? Oh, Mizzou comes roaring back. I'm going to crap down your head again. That's what Mizzou just did to Kansas. Kansas gets good in football. I think Kansas would beat Missouri in the bowl game. It's just my opinion. Not by a lot. I just think the, the strongest side of the ball for either of the two teams as they played each other is KU's offense. And I know Missouri's defense is good, but I think, K, I think KU would score 30 points on Missouri or more. They've already had the indignity of getting pounded by Kansas State this year. They didn't want to lose to Kansas. What a terrible year that would be and a bad thing for Eli Drinkwitz. Oh, God, we lost to KU and K-State in the same year. Can you imagine? So let's call this what it is, all right? And I know we got a lot of Missouri fans. You're going to get really mad at me. Let's call this what this is. This is chicken shit. That's what it is. It's crap. You scream and you holler for a decade about wanting to play Kansas, and it's sitting right here on your porch step to play them in a bowl game, and you go running off to Tampa to play Wake freaking Forest. That's what happened. That's the bottom line. And I was done with this. I've, look, I've been good. I've been good, folks. I've sta- I've, seriously, I've been pretty good. I'm like, okay, I'm not as passionate about this as I used to be. I'm going to let this one slide. We're not going to hammer on Missouri for being chicken shit. All right, I'm not. Sorry for my language. Not. But they just couldn't leave it alone, could they? And so Eli Drinkwitz has to come out with another video on Tuesday taking a shot at Kansas for not being in a bowl game for many, many years as he is once again asked why in the world this isn't happening. Yeah, you know, I realize that bowl selection process is different from conference to conference. And if you haven't been in a bowl game in, I don't know, 12, 15 years, maybe that thing's changed for you. And so maybe that the way that's done at other places is different. Um, we submit preferences uh, to the, to the uh, uh, conference um, based on a lot of different factors. Um, what's best for our university, what's best for our fan base, what's best for our student athletes. Uh, and we don't really factor anybody else in that. Look, if you love Mizzou and you hate, or you hate Kansas, you loved it. You're cool with Eli Drinkwitz. You're okay with this happening. The issue that I have isn't that Eli Drinkwitz is doing this because this fits his character, and this is what I like about him. My issue is this story's dead. It's over. Bury it. Forget about it. It's not time to take shots at KU. And, and you got your way. 
Kansas caved. They're playing you in both sports. They caved. They blinked. And now you're going to crap on them again? Missouri isn't good enough to do this to Kansas. Kansas owns Missouri in basketball. The series is like two wins to one or more. They beat them by 40 last year. There is no rivalry in basketball. We'll see what happens Saturday. If Missouri can go win a game and they've been good early this year, I'm hopeful this could be a great game and maybe it rekindles something. But it looks to me like the rivalry here is probably going to be in football if there's going to be any rivalry going forward because there might be some equality. We've got two six and six teams. Missouri's never going to win an SEC. Kansas is not likely to ever win a Big 12. They're both middle of the pack, hoping to get into bowl game programs, and that in and of itself can match you up as a rivalry. The, the audacity of getting your way, and, and maybe it's just new AD, relatively new football coach. Maybe they don't know the history here of the last decade of all the whining and moaning that Missouri did that Kansas wouldn't play them, and then Kansas decides to play them, and you crap on them? You completely disrespect them by not playing the bowl game, and then you publicly insult them about not being in a bowl game for 15 years. And I'm not in the business of feeling sorry for people in sports. I've said this forever. I don't feel bad for Kansas that they haven't been in a bowl game for 15 years. That's on them. But they've got a good new coach. They think they're coming up with some money to fix their facilities. They've got a terrific offense. They play hard and smart. Missouri don't want any part of them. Can we please just tell, say this as it is? Missouri does not want the indignity of moving to the SEC and in their comeback year where they play KU and K-State after a decade, they get beaten by both. That's what they don't want. That's all they want is to not lose to KU and K-State in the same year. Anybody else that's drumming up any other reason is full of crap. I'm sorry, you are. You don't understand. You don't understand sports. You don't understand the culture at Missouri. They believe they're better than KU and K-State at this point because they're in the SEC. They think that getting more money off of a television contract makes them a better athletic department? It most certainly does not. The gap between football at K-State, KU, and MU is wide. It isn't close. Neither game was close between K-State and those two schools this year. Neither game was close. It's, it's wide. It's, there's no reason to be arrogant if you're Missouri, and that's what this drips of. It just reeks of arrogance. And again, I like Eli Drinkwitz. I support him as the coach at Missouri. I think he's doing some good things. I think he's got a chance to have a good program that can, you know, maybe be second or third in his division in good years, maybe get to eight wins, nine win seasons, something like that would be fantastic. There's, there's not a whole lot to this point to not like about him, you know, and, and you like a coach that speaks out and says things, but this is not the time and place. This is, this is a bad look for Missouri. This is, this is really bad. This is really bad because they, they'd been – they got what they wanted. They got their games against KU, and then they did this. And they won't let it go. That, that, I think my biggest issue is they just won't let it go. They gave 26 reasons why they're not playing in the game against Kansas, and then they still can't let it go. And now Eli Drinkwitz has got to fire shots across the bow that KU sucks and hasn't been to a bowl game in 15 years. I don't get it. I don't get it. Look, I'm rooting for a good game Saturday. I wish we were sitting here. Well, we will on Thursday. I wish we were talking about this basketball game more and not so much about the fact that they're not playing in football, but this is a travesty. I, I feel like I'm the only one that cares. I don't understand this. I thought this was like the biggest thing on earth. Now, this is not really my rivalry, right? So I, I, But I've covered it for 35 years. 
I've sat courtside at Allen Fieldhouse. I've sat courtside at Mizzou Arena and the Hearn Center before that. I've been to each football game against each other. I've known all these different coaches, interviewed all the players through the 35 years. I've covered this rivalry. All I heard from everyone is it's the only thing that matters is playing KU and MU and nothing else matters. This rivalry is like the biggest thing in Kansas City or in the Midwest and nobody understands it's the greatest, biggest thing. And now we get this. And now we get one team running from the other and then making fun of the other team. I just, it's, it's beyond reproach. I'm sorry. Eli Drinkwitz, not your best moment. Should have let that sleeping dog lie. All right, here's another sports nugget. The Royals not only are bad, they're not lucky. Uh, let me rephrase that. They're not only bad, they're unlucky. The Major League Baseball draft lottery was Tuesday night. I don't know if you've followed this or not, but we talked about this on the podcast last fall. That it was important the Royals lost a couple of games down the stretch because they finished with the fifth worst record which is a much better slot percentage-wise than the eighth-best record. These teams go into a lottery. The ping-pong balls start spitting out, and it tells you where you're going to draft. If there was no draft lottery, the Royals would have picked fifth. Detroit behind them at six. Minnesota behind all of them at 13. That's in the division. Those are your division rivals. The Royals would have the fifth pick. Detroit the sixth. Minnesota the 13th. The balls go in the hopper. They spit them out. The Royals had like a 12% chance of getting the number one overall pick that could have gone past Washington, which lost 107 games, all these other bad teams, these other four teams that lost more than the Royals. They had a a decent shot of getting around them. Oh, not the Royals. They're bad at the lottery too. No, the Royals flamed out so bad in this lottery, they not only dropped three spots, which I think was the most they could possibly drop. They went from five to eight. Not only did that happen, Detroit moved up from six to three and Minnesota moved up from 13 to the Royals original spot of five. So not only did the Royals drop three, two teams in the division got around them in the lottery. You can't be this bad. You cannot be as bad as the Royals. It's impossible. Oh yeah. I'm feeling it today on this podcast. I'm feeling it. When I see these, I'm not done yet. Wait till we get to Justin Reed and the chiefs. I'm on fire today. This stuff's ridiculous. How can the Royals be bad and unlucky? I mean, this is just ridiculous type stuff. The Royals fall from five to eight. The Twins and the Tigers go around them up to number three and number five. The Pirates, who were tied for fourth with the for the worst record, right? Okay, in front of the Royals. They were right in front of the Royals at four. At a slightly better percentage chance than the Royals, just slightly. They were just ahead of the Royals. Oh, the balls came out of the hopper. Good for Pittsburgh. They moved up to number one. So the Royal, the, the Pirates were four. The Royals were five. And when it's over, they reboot the thing with the draft lottery. The Pirates move up to one and the Royals go to eight. You can't make this up. Royals are bad and unlucky. December 13th owner, John Sherman, is going to have a town hall in Westport. He's going to have a town hall. He wants to hear from people about a downtown stadium. I'm not sure I know exactly what this will do for the Royals, but they're going to do it. They, they want to seem like they're committed to the community and they want to hear what you have to say. I don't mean to be a downer today. I, again, I'm feeling it. This is a waste of your time. It's a waste of your time. You can go if you think it's interesting. You think the Royals are going to listen to you? They say they want to go to a town hall and hear what people have to say. 
Do you think the Royals are going to listen to you at a town hall about a new downtown ballpark? I don't. If I went there, I wouldn't ask any questions. I'd confront Mr. Sherman and say, on what planet are you living that you think the people of this city are going to give you $2 billion right now to build a stadium downtown? When the previous owner should have done this 15 years ago, we could have built it for $300 million. Now we're looking at probably $3 billion, to be honest, maybe more. Uh, the Royals' draft position of eight after the draft lottery makes it five years in a row the Royals have picked in the top ten of the draft. This is a really bad organization in need of something good to happen sometime soon, and I don't know when that's going to be. Justin Reed just decided to double down. If you think Eli Drinkwitz was talking too much and wouldn't let something go, Justin Reed is twice as bad. The chief safety who lashed out last week about the tight end for the Bengals and the receivers, and we're going to lock them down, and got the tight end's name wrong, didn't even know it, totally poked the Bengals with a stick. You know he did. Gave him all kinds of bulletin board material. It's all on Twitter now. Well, Justin Reed is an idiot. Can we just call people what they are today? The Chiefs have a, a, a free agent signing idiot playing safety for them. Justin Reed now gave him bullet war materials for the next time they play the Bengals. Well, it's not good enough to lose to him three in a row. Let's go ahead and piss him off for when we play him in the playoffs. Justin Reed tweeted out after the Bengals game, and he had time to think about it. This is not like on the flight home. I think this was yesterday, Tuesday. He tweets, we lost, but I was still right. Cry about it. What? You lost, you were right, and you want the Bengals to cry about it. What's wrong with this man? Andy Reid, you're the head coach, you make $10 million a year. Shut him down. I believe in these things. I'm old school enough to believe in these things. You start getting under somebody's skin, and it affects the way they play, and it's not a good thing. The Bengals own the Chiefs. There's no other way to say it. I'm not sure the Bills don't own the Chiefs. I don't know how the Chiefs get through the... Look, getting the one seed is huge here because if Cincinnati and Buffalo somehow wound up as two and three, one of them would knock the other out in theory, and you'd only have to play one. This trio of teams, the one team that has to play them both has a really, 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 really difficult shot of getting to the Super Bowl. And I know the Dolphins are good, but I don't count them in this category yet. I just don't. They're dangerous. There's a lot of dangerous teams in the AFC. Teams that could win playoff games, but I just don't see them in the same vein. That's just me. Uh, the Chiefs play the Broncos this week. We're hoping this is a little break in the schedule, but the Broncos' defense is like top three in the NFL. This will not be an easy day for the Chiefs to go score a bunch of points. Chiefs have been showing difficulty getting in the end zone when they're in the red zone. Columnist Mark Krizla in Denver is asking for Russell Wilson to give money back to the Broncos. The Broncos are hinting around at people in the media and around Denver that if Russell Wilson was any kind of a man, he'd give some of the money back and they could restructure some things and then maybe they could get some better players and rebuild the team. This is a joke. Who are these people? Who are these people that watched the Walmart family, the Waltons, buy the Broncos for $5.3 billion dollars Spend a fraction of that on their quarterback, $245 million, who's going to save their franchise. 
come in, play a little over half a season, and want the quarterback to give money back because the team's losing and he's not playing well. That is not how business works. Do you think Walmart would give money back? I don't. You signed a deal with Walmart, you think, oh, this hasn't worked out very well for you. We'll give money back. I can tell you how this works because David Glass ran Walmart and he owned the Royals. When we had the contract with the Royals from 2001 to 2005, it was the four losingest years in the history of the Royals. We lost millions of dollars. They did nothing to help us when they sucked and we were losing money. We're like, could we get any relief here? Nope. You signed a contract. Yep, we did. Can we get a little more signage in the stadium? Can we get something? Can we do this? Can we do on-field interviews? Can we get more access? Can a player do a show for us? Can we create some content? I asked over and over and over, can we do a Royal-specific show? Can we get players available to come on so we can sell advertising to that and maybe make some money? Additional programming, is there anything else we can do? Nope, you signed a contract. You don't get any of that and you like it. Great, lesson learned. We bit the bullet, it sucked. Almost knocked us out of business. Jerry Green saved us. We did okay in the end. Hard lesson. Hard lesson here for the Broncos. No, Russell Wilson is not going to give money back to the Denver Broncos. Who are these crazy liberal people that think this stuff? This columnist has to be a liberal, right? This is what he wants is Russell Wilson. We don't like you and you're making $245 million, so give some of the money back. These people have lost their minds. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to get emails on today's podcast. I know I am. Oh, but the softer side is coming. I, I, see, I have to sharpen the sword here before we get to the soft side, the charity part, the good, feely Christmas stuff. It's coming. Soft side is coming. News right around the corner, brought to you by 360 Document Solutions, online at 360documentsolutions.com. This is your business's business solution. They'll help you save money. With any document technology, IT solutions, mail systems, phone systems, Mark and his team will give you a free analysis of what you're currently doing and whether or not they can improve it. If they can't, they say, hey, you're doing great here and shake hands and see you later. They can save you money. You can make some money. 913-745-5344 online, 360documentsolutions.com. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, the only pest control company we've ever used online at Advantage tpc.com. Make the switch. Many of you are. The receptionist, the switchboard operator, Advantage TPC, is hearing from all of you, and her head is spinning. She's like, wow. People are calling up going, I've, I've been okay with my pest control company, but I hear you guys are better. Kevin says switch. They make the switch. Let's do it. Not kidding. Do business with a great conservative company. Advantage Termite and Pest Control. AdvantageTPC.com. 913-768-8989. And Cross Kitchens, online at crosskitchenskc.com. They are your remodeler for your kitchen, your bathroom, your man cave, or if you have a smaller job, you just need countertop replacements or floor refinishing, they'll do those smaller jobs too. Online at crosskitchenskc.com. You can call Tim Cross personally, the owner, at 816-898-7047 for Cross Kitchens KC. Raphael Warnock takes care of Herschel Walker in Georgia. No kidding. Didn't see that coming. It's ridiculous. These big cities just dominate elections now. It feels like we're slipping. I know. I know. It's just getting worse. And maybe what's even worse is the big story of the last week, and that is the Twitter files that Elon Musk has released. He has now fired 
Former FBI General Counsel James Baker. James Baker worked at the FBI as a lawyer, general counsel, at the FBI during the Russia hoax. He was all part of that and has been well known to have been part of the, the terrible, terrible, illegal suppression of information at the FBI, interfering with elections, with the Russia hoax and everything else they did to Trump. Then he moved on to Twitter, where he has now been found out by Elon Musk to be the, like the lead suppressor of all information. So he basically was the lawyer and general counsel at the FBI that helped with the Russia hoax to bring Trump down, then moved to Twitter to make real money, like real money, and suppress information in the 2020 election. Elon Musk has learned all this and fired this man. ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, all the big outlets, nobody reporting on this. Nobody cares. They are ignoring this story. The worst part of this is this is being referred to now as the Kevin Bacon of Democrat scandals. James Baker, they're saying, is six degrees of separation with James Baker. That this guy, everywhere you look on everything that's been coordinated between the Democrat National Committee or Democrat politicians and the FBI, the federal government, this is illegal, folks. This is like 50 times worse than Watergate. Watergate was wiretapping to hear things, get information. This is coordinated efforts between a political party and the FBI. This is against the law. He moved from the FBI to Twitter to help Twitter do the same thing with the FBI. We are learning it all through Elon Musk. And the media in this country are not reporting it. It is so frustrating that it's just being ignored. It, you know, Our biggest fear has been if the Democrats get control, they have control of everything and there's nothing you can do about it. And we still feel like this is 10, 20, 30 years away. In the last week watching this happen and learning what we're learning, how the FBI is working as a branch of the Democrat Party to help them win elections. And we now know they have been For at least six, seven, eight years, it was probably all set up during the Obama years, to be honest. I think Obama was probably brilliant while he was losing House seats. He was probably brilliant weaponizing the federal government against Republicans because we're starting to see it everywhere. It is out in the open. We see it. This is a coup. This is a revolution. This is an American revolution to turn the government into a socialist country, a socialist country. Democrat Party, a one-party rule. That's what this is. It's happening right before our eyes, and we sit here and think, oh, that's down the road. This could happen. This could happen. Here's the problem. It is happening. It's on right now, and we're not paying attention. I mean, maybe you and I are, but as a country of over 300 million people, we're not paying attention, and nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to care if America becomes what all the other countries on earth are. Nobody seems to care that we got 250 years of American exceptionalism, just like the Roman Empire, we're going to fall. We're just going to become another country. That's where we're going. Everybody's ignoring this. Nothing is happening. I'm not a big, hey, the Republicans should take over the House and do a bunch of investigations. This is top of the list. This and the border, whatever they can do here to keep the government from working against the American people, interfering in elections, the government, the FBI, the CIA, intelligence. 
Anything that the Republicans can do to stop that and close the border, we're under attack. We're under assault. This country is under assault and under attack. There's no question about it. We see it right before our eyes. And all the liberals in the media who control 80% of the media just ignore the story because they love it. They love it and they want it to continue and they know they're in on it. They know they were part of it. Amazing. One big win. One big win right here. And that is the House of Representatives is going to repeal the military mandate to have a COVID shot. So you no longer have to have a COVID shot to be in the military. Our military is falling apart. People are quitting. People don't want to sign up and be in it. People don't want to get the shot. There's so many good things here. Namely, it's good for the military. Uh, namely, it's great for our freedoms and liberties. The shot doesn't work. We know that. It doesn't keep you from getting COVID. It doesn't keep you from spreading it. So now that we know that, the best part here is once the House does this with the military mandate and the COVID shot, there should be a trickle-down effect to universities, hospitals, corporations. They should all recognize this shot doesn't work. Again, the left was wrong. They were way wrong. This time, at least there's a correction and an admission that they were wrong. So we are thankful for that. Okay, it's holiday season, and it's time to get a great gift for, for a loved one, and I can't more highly recommend a Finch Knife. You know somebody that could use a pocket knife? Finchknifeco.com. Reciprocity is the name of the new series. You're going to love these. They've got the slicing power to keep you calm and cool, baby. In the warehouse or around a campfire, reciprocity is the way to go this holiday season. Finchknifeco.com or find them at Shields in Overland Park. Buck Roofing and Construction with a free estimate anytime. Just give them a call. They'll inspect your roof for free. 913-384-2680. Get it checked out before the ice and snow this winter. And maybe keep the number in your contacts in case you have an emergency. 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. And John and Heather, my friends over at Amazing Garage Floors, online at amazinggaragefloors.net. Gets a little slower in the winter, but as the weather's good, they do some garage floors. If you'd like to hook up with them, uh, just give them a call at 913-901-7139 for Amazing Garage Floors online at amazinggaragefloors.net. Of course, Hutch served in the Air Force. We love that about him. Great patriot, uh, John Hutchins and Heather. They do a, great, a lot of great things, red, white, and blue military charities. We're big on military charities here at KKHI. And so is Amazing Garage Floors. They're just remarkable in what they do with military charities. And that's where we're going this year with our holiday campaign. And there's no requirement. I'm not making, I'm not guilting you into anything. But I know some of you have big hearts and you like the podcast and you trust us to vet out and find a charity that's going to do some great in our community. And so here's what we're going to do this year. I'm going to support, along with Jessica, and A.J. Khan, who you're going to meet here in just a moment with OperationHomefront.org. We're going to support a couple local area military families. These are active families that have fallen on hard times for whatever reason. Sometimes it's health. Sometimes it's disaster. You're going to learn of a couple families nearby that have had their houses burned down. And that's where Operation Homefront steps in and helps military families. There are a lot of great charities, a lot of great organizations, and a lot of things this holiday season. Operation Homefront is 365. This is not necessarily a holiday charity, but 
when I talked with AJ and I heard about these families who had their houses burned down, we're trying to raise money for them. You can do this completely anonymously and easily by going to operationhomefront.org and just donating to the national organization. Or we're going to give you information on how you can help us by either contacting me with an email if you want to help, either through goods or services or a donation. And I'll put you straight in touch with AJ and keep the money here locally for these local families. You can call AJ at 816-534-1245 or mail a check to Operation Homefront's local office, 11936 West 119th Street, number 252 in Overland Park, 66213. Now I'll give you that number and that address again in just a few minutes. So if you want to go grab a pen and pencil and write those down, that's great. As always, email me directly, kevin at kksissues.com, and I will get you in touch with AJ and this great charity, and we can make a difference this holiday season. Jessica and I plan to go shopping with AJ in a couple of weeks for these families. Crooked Tail Media will be making a nice donation on behalf of the patrons and all the listeners of KKHI. And we would love it if you would find it in your heart to get involved this holiday season as well. These are local veterans, local active military that we'd love to help out through operationhomefront.org. Let's do this. It's time to meet AJ Khan on KKHI. The KKHI Conversation is brought to you by Fry Orthodontics, where your smile is just the start. Online at fryorthodontics.com. Our guest is a person I've known for many years and ran into recently and really didn't know what AJ was doing. And I'm thrilled to find out that he's with Operation Homefront online at operationhomefront.org and doing great things for military families in and around the Kansas City area. And AJ is just a really good dude. And I've learned so much over the last few weeks from him about this organization, which is a national 501c3 organization, does great work all over the country. But we're asking all of you, uh, our listeners here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, if you're looking for a place to donate here at the end of the year or make a difference with a family this holiday season, we thought maybe a military family might be a great way to do it. And AJ Khan joins us now from OperationHomefront.org to tell us exactly what his organization does and what we can do this holiday season. AJ, how are you? I'm doing good, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Uh, things are looking good this year, and uh, yeah, thrilled to be here. You know, it was great reconnecting with you and learning exactly what it is that you're doing. Explain, if you could, for all of our listeners, exactly what Operation Homefront does for military families. Sure. And as you mentioned, we're a 501c3 national military organization that covers uh, the entire country. Uh, our mission since 2002 is to build strong, stable, and secure military families so they can thrive, not just struggle to get by, right? And uh, in the in the communities they've worked so hard to protect, you know, we uh, need to do our, our best to give back. And one of the ways that you do this, obviously, is through fundraising. We'll get into that in a little bit. But this is about services. And I, when I go to your website, operationhomefront.org, you can, you can literally pick and choose and see different families in different situations. This isn't, it's not always the perfect family structure of, okay, it's a, you know, it's a, a man who's in the service in his home and married and they have these kids and they're, he doesn't have a job or maybe he had PTSD or some you know, different issues going on. It's a little bit of everything. And one that caught my eye uh, very quickly on your website was a woman who served in the military who came home, had a deadbeat husband and left her. And she's got a family and she's trying to figure this thing out after her deadbeat husband left her because she was in the service. I mean, there literally are every imaginable type of family in America is involved with the military. And some of them kind of fall through the cracks or in tough spots. 
you hit the nail right on the head. And uh, we have several different programs, uh, one of which is our critical financial assistance program that uh, when a family or a certain individual falls on hard times, uh, they can go to our website at operationhomefront.org and uh, they can click the Get Help Now button. And we pretty much will um, uh, send financial relief to those families in need. So it could be anywhere from uh, a furnace going out or a car repair problem or simply putting food on the table or a family may not even, heaven forbid, uh, be able to uh, afford Christmas. So one way or another, they go through our application process and we will there, there are some um, eligibility criteria, but we do our due diligence on that application and that family, and we see what the true problem is, and um, we will do our best uh, to service that family. We mainly focus on that E1 through E6, so straight out of boot camp to maybe um, a sergeant in, in, in the Army, and, um, you know, they, they're not, or, quite frankly, they're not making a lot of money as it is, so we want to do our best to... Uh, um, assist with that financial relief where we can. So how many active personnel do you work with and how many are uh, veterans that you're working with? Sure. So a majority of who we work with is active current service current, current service members. And uh, we do a lot of veterans as well. Uh, however, those veterans cannot be more than 10 years uh, discharged out of the military. or um, uh, So we, we do cap that. But uh, as, I, as I mentioned, we mainly focus on that E1 through E6, and, and uh, um, we have several different programs. And another program we're working on right now is our holiday meals for military program, where we uh, provide a breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a meal kit, give them a gift card of about 30 to $40 so they can go to the Walmarts or the, the um, uh, local grocery stores and get a protein. So um, we... Um, certainly have um, a wide variety of service members who we try to care for. Uh, again, though, it's the E1 through E6 that we uh, um, mainly focus on. All right. So these are mostly younger people, obviously, it sounds like, um, in the military. And how do you identify the families and how do certain families find themselves in situations where they need help? Sure. And that's where I come in. So I travel to the Midwest to, to the installations that are assigned to me. So that could be Fort Riley, Whiteman Air Force Base, Scott Air Force Base in St. Louis, Great Lakes Naval Station outside of Chicago. And I uh, let that installation know who we are, what we do, uh, how we do it, why we're here. And hopefully the service members, if not in need, they take the information I give them to save it. And if they are ever in need of something, they, they come to us. Um, some come to us right away and say, hey, uh, my car's been broke for two weeks and I can't afford to get fixed. I've got Christmas coming up. I've got other expenses that are, are, are piling up and I can really use, you know, the thousand dollars that's going to get my car fixed. So uh, I spread the word as best as possible. And um, we don't necessarily do a traditional marketing uh, campaign on, on TV or online or we obviously have our website. but you're not going to see us uh, air a lot of commercials. We like to use that money and make sure it gets back into the field. So just know 90% of what your donation uh, is, is going to go back into the field and, and into our programs. It's such a neat organization you have and the wonderful work that you do. I'm going to guess that most of the families that you help don't want this to be known. They're not asking for help. Is it are, are the, or is it supervisors and such that identify these families and say, look, I know this person or this family maybe is, is in a little bit of trouble and they like to keep this maybe as quiet as possible, or am I, am I completely off on that? 
No, you again, you hit the nail right on the head. And uh, a lot of the times, I'd say over 50% of the time, it's not the family who approaches us, approaches us directly. It's the uh, family readiness officer. It's the uh, public affairs um, department. It, it's usually not the family um, contacting me uh, directly. So um, I will get word of a family who could be, um, you know, on the brink of homelessness or, uh, again, can't put food on the table. So then I will call or email or get a hold of that family one way or another and make sure they can go to our website, fill out that application as fast as I can. And there's a little bit of a time lapse there just so we can uh, do our due diligence on making sure we're just not sending out money to send out money. But uh, we do identify who is in the greater need, and, and that's where we uh, want to make our biggest impact. You know, there are so many great military charities, and I know that our listeners um, are close to a lot of them and probably donate or involved or volunteer with so many. And so many of these are centered around, you know, Gold Star families and, and veterans and different programs, and, and they do have a massive identity and brand nationwide, and they do wonderful, wonderful work. It sounds to me like you guys are kind of filling in the gap here, that this is an area that's been underserved by some of the bigger mega organizations that help military and military families in this country. How, as, a, as just a matter of sheer numbers, do you deal with a smaller number of people? Are there fewer people in need for what you provide versus those that we hear of some of these other more well-known organizations? Well, I would think that we are about average with that. We, we, we probably, to give you a scope of things, we have about a $30 million operating budget. And just in my region alone, we, we uh, have a, um, you know, we, we're doing 5,000 back-to-school supplies with backpacks. We're doing 1,500 meal kits this, this season. Um, just over the uh, uh, pandemic, we gave out over $2 million in financial assistance to those who, you know, uh, needed it for uh, health expenses, uh, you know, really anything under the sun that, that one could think of. So we are definitely making a huge impact. Um, and our our name of our organization kind of um, hits it again, Homefront, right? Operation Homefront. So we want to make sure our service members, uh, the second they get out of boot camp, are taken care of. And it just starts at home. And if they're deployed, we want to make sure that they are uh, you know, if they have a family here that they are taken care of, and when they get back, they know that they're going to be taken care of uh, while they're still serving our, our country. All right. It's a holiday season of giving, and we would ask that you, if you could, spare 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you got. OperationHomefront.org is the website, and you can go there and you can literally see different families and situations around the country, okay? Not necessarily locally. Or you can just donate to the general fund and allow Operation Homefront to do their thing. It's tax deductible. You can do it very quickly and easily online at operationhomefront.org. Or you can do what me and Jessica are doing. And our, our company, we're involved this year with Operation Homefront. We'll be making a donation. And AJ, you and I and Jessica, if I can, you know, pin her down on a schedule, we're all going to go shopping one day for a family that you've selected right here in our area that will be anonymous. We're not going to know who the family is. And we're not going to say it later on the podcast, but we're going to do a, a local operation here for a family that we'll make a donation to. And then we're going to go shopping for this family for the things that they need right now. And I look forward to going and spending that day with you. And I would invite any of our listeners that want to contribute to the fund that you and I and Jessica will go out and do for a local military family what it is that we're going to do. If they would like to make a donation to that, 
You can send a check to AJ, or you can just call AJ if you want to, and, and we'll work it out. If you want to come shopping with us, we'd invite any listeners to come do that with us and see how this all works. AJ has been kind enough to say, just give out my phone number. If you want to reach AJ and help a local family through Operation Homefront, his number is 816-534-1245. That is 816-534-1245. As is the case with everything else here on the podcast, you can always email me and I'll get you the information. So here's the address, and I know not a lot of you will be able to write this down as you're listening, but if you want to hit rewind or whatever, or shoot me an email, I can certainly get you the address. If you'd like to mail a check to Operation Homefront here in the Kansas City area, it's very simple. Send it to Operation Homefront, 11936 West 119th Street, number 252, Overland Park, 66213. That's essentially a, a UPS mailbox. So, um, AJ, I think we got to get people connected. I would love to see a lot of our listeners get involved with the local family or families that uh, we're going to get to know what their list is, what the things they need. I just, I, I think we feel a connection this time of year if we do something locally for people right here in our own community. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I agree. And, and uh, you know, every little bit helps. And, and just the fact that we're thinking of these families at this time of the year uh, means uh, the world to them. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, every child has something to unwrap this year. And uh, quite frankly, if it's just shoes, socks, uh, you know, outer uh, weather gear, whatever the case might be, uh, the fact that we're thinking of them goes much lo- a much longer way than an actual gift itself. But we're still going to provide a gift for a family, gift, I should say. And, um, yeah, it's going to be very special. It's going to be very special. And just know that. We, uh, whatever uh, your donors decide to, um, I'm sorry, whatever your listeners decide to donate, know that 90% of that donation will go right back into either uh, the family that we've identified uh, for, for the gifts, or if you wanted to allocate some um, of that gift to our critical financial assistance program, which is a huge program, just know 90% of that is um, going to work uh, for a family. So, um, yeah, and as you mentioned, they are your listeners are welcome to call me, email me, uh, send send a letter, send whatever it is that uh, they see fit to the address, and uh, I'm I'm here to answer any more questions that uh, they, they might have. Okay, now I didn't we didn't talk about this before I started, but I know I'm going to get emails on this if I don't ask this question. So I'm going to ask the question: What about services? Because I know we have a lot of listeners that could, uh, for example, repair a furnace or fix a car or provide plumbing services or something at somebody's home or you know, fix broken windows or, you know, whatever may be the case if something has to happen that's going to cost hundreds of dollars to someone. If they wanted to come provide those services for a family, can they connect with you and do that directly? How it works. We got a lot of people listening to this podcast that can do an awful lot of things for a lot of military folks that maybe, you know, she can't do herself or something like that. What if people want to provide some services? Sure. And that actually would start with the family in need first. So we have to figure out the need through uh, the uh, website first. So basically, the family would have to um, apply on the website, fill out the application, and we would have to figure out what that need is. Now, um, with that being said, we can certainly um, identify another family here in the local area that needs something, uh, such as, you know, uh, windows being fixed or, or whatever the case might be. And, and uh, if, if one of your listeners out there would like to do that, then we will make sure they um, support that family one way or another. 
could, could somebody just go on basically like on call or on your staff? In other words, if I knew how to fix cars, which I don't, AJ, you know me, you know, I can't fix anything. <laughs> I can't fix cars, but if you knew how to fix a car, if I had a shop, I had my own shop, or let's say I had my own HVAC repair company. And I just called AJ and said, AJ, just put, just keep my number. When you run into a family that needs some help, I got it. We'll take care of it for them. Uh, can somebody just kind of be on call like that in our area? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, call me directly. Uh, let me know that you're interested. Let me know that you're willing to do something like that. Uh, I have a whole um, spreadsheet. And uh, once something comes up in that field, then I, I simply just open that spreadsheet and say, hey, Mr. Mr. Tonto, uh, we could use you now. So um, I have that all on file. And, and when that time arises, then I can certainly um, reach out. And, and uh, the main thing is that, that, that I have your contact information on file and that's up to date. Man, I know we got, I know some of you listeners out there do this. I know you can fix cars. I know you can fix heaters. I know we got plumbers. I know we got all kinds of people listening to this podcast. Contact AJ, and there may not be anything to do for months. It may be six months before you hear from him. But contact him if you'd like to help one of these military families with your craft, with your trade, with what you do. Uh, maybe it's only a couple hours of your time. But you can make a world of difference for an area military family uh, somewhere near Kansas City. Call AJ and let him know what it is that you do, what your service is, and what you could do for Operation Homefront, uh, if need be, somewhere down the road. 816 534 1212 Four, five. That's 534-1245. That'd be awesome if we could get connected with some people who can provide services. That's, um, you know, that's as good as anything else because some of those things could save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars just by somebody who knows what they're doing. Well, that's just it. Many hands make light work, right? And, and uh, you know, if I have someone that I could uh, trust calls, you know, immediately, uh, you know, no one wants to be without a hot water heater. No one wants to be without a furnace at, at this time of year. So, um, knowing that I have that information on file, I can call that certain company or person. Um, a, yeah, it saves a lot of money. B, it saves a lot of uh, inconvenience. And uh, I think we can make a huge impact. All right, final question for you, AJ. How did you get into this? What was your calling to go try to help and, and make a difference? Because this is, I'm sure you run across things that are a little disheartening for you. You know, you obviously see people in need uh, quite often. How, how, what was your calling? How did you get in this? Yeah, so I, you know, when I was uh, still an eighteen-year-old kid, uh, I wanted to join the military and uh, never ended up doing it. But um, my my dad, the one piece of advice I took from my dad, he he said, "Whatever you do, go in the military." And that's the one piece of advice that I've regretted to this day. So, uh, knowing um, um, what I my true calling is, uh, I fell into this position almost accidentally, and uh, been doing it for the past. Uh, four and a half years now, and and um, it's been uh, very rewarding. Uh, and I think um, just from our our uh, CEO down, it's the organization that um, is very passionate about the military. They want to make sure that they are succeeding, and by doing so, we are. Uh, you know, our our organization is supporting them financially, uh, and with the household items that they need to have a, a nice Christmas or a. Uh, their kids have back to school supplies for for the school year. Whatever the case might be, we we um, uh, try to get involved and we try to do our best to make sure that uh, burden is not on those families because uh, they are protecting us twenty four seven. Well, I'd also reiterate to everyone listening that the folks at Operation Homefront are not getting rich here. The ninety percent number matters. <laughs> 
90% of everything that comes in goes directly to military families. So this is not some big bloated organization with a giant world headquarters and all kinds of people making millions of dollars at the top, which we've seen with a lot of charities and different things, not necessarily military charities. We see a lot of that fraud in America. We've seen it with a lot of different entities, and that is not what Operation Homefront is. You guys run lean and mean, man. 90% is solid. You're getting everything to those military families. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's something that we're uh, very proud of, and I uh, believe we uh, have a four-star rating on uh, um, Charity Navigator as well, so feel free to uh, look at that. And um, I would almost encourage, um, if, if your listeners would want to get involved, I'm happy to have them out at, a, at an event. There is a catch to that. Our events are uh, spread out through Kansas and Missouri, from Fort Riley to McConnell Air Force Base to Whiteman, but... If you're wanting to make a huge impact on, on our um, current service members and their families, uh, we can come to an event and uh, keep for yourself what, uh, you know, those school supplies do for, for the kiddos and what that family, uh, what that meal kit means to that family that may or may not be able to, uh, you know, put a nice meal on the table for Christmas. So uh, it, it's good work. And um, trust me, I wouldn't be doing this for four and a half years if I didn't think we were doing good work. That's awesome. AJ Khan, operationhomefront.org, folks. If you just want to honestly go give 50 bucks, you can do that at the national website and help them out that way. If you want to personally contact AJ and you think you might be able to help this organization with something that you do, or if you would like to help with the family that we're going to help here in the Kansas City area and make a direct donation that way to the local uh, connection, 816-534-1245, or mail a check, make it out to Operation Homefront, 11936 West 119th Street, number 252, Overland Park, 66213. And of course, I have all that information as well. If you didn't get any of this by listening to the podcast, shoot me an email. You know my email address. It's kevin at kkasissues.com. And I will connect you with AJ, or you can wind up sending me the check, make it out to Operation Homefront, and I'll get it to AJ. Doesn't matter what happens. we got three weeks until Christmas. We're going to make a difference for a family here, and I can't wait to help. I'm in. Jessica's in. AJ's in, and we, we're just asking everybody listening right now somehow, some way to join us and help out these military families. AJ, you're doing great work, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate being on your show this afternoon and uh, look forward to uh, working with you and your listeners and uh, making an impact uh, moving forward. There it is. AJ Khan, operationhomefront.org this holiday season. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!